Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, Anton, along with my probably sad co-host, regular Steven. How are you doing on this uh, awful Monday? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you. Yep. It was a rough weekend, man. Uh, rough uh, Thursday through the weekend. That was uh, not what I expected. No, not even close. Um, yeah, it's the wonderful world of week one, week one of the NFL. I yep. guess before we dive in, we'll get into the, all the usual. Please like, share, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. And uh, let's just get straight into this because. Uh, it was an awful week of football for us. <laughs> really was. Not what I expected. If you had told me on Thursday afternoon that we'd be sitting here Monday and our two teams who played a combined eight quarters of football would have scored a combined six points, I would have bet everything I had against that. Everything. And that's exactly what happened. Not a touchdown. <laughs> not, not a touchdown at all. But six points. Yep. Combined. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. It, it was, was it was it was bad. I, I'm trying to decide. I mean losing <laughs> losing thirty-three to three. That looks worse than losing ten to three. I still think the Bears look worse. I, I really I really thought they just looked horrible. I mean it was just horrible. The game plan, Trubisky, play calling, all that stuff. It was just horrible. I mean, it just really, really bad. So I don't know if I'd have rather gotten blown out. I'm not – I can't say that I would have, but it, I just – it, it's hard to – I don't know. They're both awful in different ways, you know. But let's go talk about the league, around the league, before we dive into our specific games sure. a little more. Um there was a lot of football played. Uh, there were some. Uh, there was a little spots in there that I found joy in. <laughs> the Titans versus the Browns. Oh, so much joy. So much joy. Forty-three to thirteen. Titans in Cleveland. Yeah, that's what made it better. Yeah, it was in Cleveland. That's, <laughs> that's just music to my ears. Listen, I'm not rooting for. The Browns to fail. I'm really not. I want them to be somewhat good. But the media and Baker Mayfield's mouth have soured some of my uh, hopes for them. And this is the big reality check that they needed, plus everybody else that's on the bandwagon needed. Listen, it takes time for a team to gel, first and foremost. You can have all the pieces you want. But if they haven't played together, and just not sure yet, and don't give them a championship until they earn it, put it that way, or a playoff berth or a win until they earn it. And they got their ass kicked. Baker Mayfield threw one touchdown. Matter of fact, on the first drive, touchdown. After that, three interceptions. I think they were all in the fourth quarter, to be exact. I know one was a pick six. 
And that's all bad. And it's to the Titans, who nobody predicts to be anything better than eight and eight. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You didn't come out and get get beat by uh, a team that people are projecting to be really good. I mean, right. that, that's not nothing against Titans. They're they're a solid team. That's what they are. But that's about what they should be. Eight and eight. eight and seven eight. and nine. Nine and seven, maybe. But yeah, to come out and get blown out at home. Uh, give up 43 points to that offense was uh, not good. No, not good. Definitely not good. But I expect them to bounce back week two. I'm not exactly sure who they play, but they'll get to watch themselves look absolutely terrible on film all week, and I'm sure they'll turn it around somewhat. So, uh, next game was another complete shocker. The Ravens versus the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Only in the sense that I didn't expect the Ravens to score more than 40 points, especially this whole season. Uh, but anytime a team comes out and scores 59, that's pretty surprising. And especially that team, which, you know, hasn't been known for being explosive. Right. right. So I think they scored on seven straight drives, touchdowns on seven straight drives, five touchdowns by air from Lamar Jackson, throwing to. Uh, AB's cousin, mm-hmm. Marquise Brown, aka Hollywood Brown. They were going crazy. I just kept checking the box score, like, damn, they scored again. Damn, they scored again. Like it was just it's ridiculous. 42 points by halftime. That's nuts. Yep. <laughs> it's nuts. Alright, on to the next one. Uh Falcons and Vikings. Not really shocked by this. Maybe a little bit, but. The Vikings win 28-12 at home against the Falcons. I don't have much faith in the Falcons. They're another one of those solid teams. They're usually good on offense, but suck on defense. But the Vikings' defense is always going to be stout. So I can see this happening. I'm a little surprised the Falcons didn't put up more points. but uh, And I'm surprised that it took them until the fourth quarter to score. Um, that's where they got all 12 of their points in the fourth quarter. So that does surprise me a little bit. Not surprised that the Vikings won at home. But, yeah. That... It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't really care about that game like that. Uh, the Vikings getting a W is a is a thing, though. Mm-hmm. I think they play the pack this yep. coming week. Yeah, they got Green so Bay this coming week. That's a big game. Yep. Week two already. Big games. All right, next game. The Bills and the Jets. Didn't care. I did want to see Le'Veon. Didn't really do much this game. Let me see if I can see what his stats were. He had a receiving sure. touchdown. I think he's. I think that was total. the extra point, though, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think. I'm not sure. I, he had he had like 70 yards or 60 yards uh, rushing, and then uh, like 30 yards receiving or something like that. 17 carries for 60 yards, no touchdowns. Six receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. Okay. But they lost. Yeah. They were up 16 to nothing, I believe, and found a way to lose that game. The Bills were looking awful early, too. Awful. Josh Allen threw one touchdown, two interceptions. Sam Donald threw one touchdown, no picks. So it was, yeah, it was that, that would have been game. looked like a pretty ugly game if you were watching. I obviously wasn't, but... Uh, I saw some of it, but it looked like the Jets were running away with it, so I turned it off. Such is life in the NFL. (laughs) It just happens like that. All right, so uh, our next game, 
let me get back to it. Excuse me, fumbling and rumbling, stumbling through my iPad right now. All right, <laughs> Redskins and the Eagles. This was hilarious. I almost chalked this one up as a victory for the Redskins. I thought they ran away with it. Once again, another game that I was wrong about. The Eagles come back and win 32 to 27. Wow. <laughs> Case Keenum. Hot start. Hot start. <laughs> Hot, Hot start. start. We thought it was all good for him. And then the Eagles came back. I know I watched the, the early portion of the second half and the Eagles started pounding them on the ground. Yeah. Giving it to Darren Sproles. They were killing them. So I assume that's kind of what turned the tides, at least getting them moving and giving them some momentum and getting stops on defense. It is what it is. Redskins are probably going to suck anyways. Yeah, is Case Keenum the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is he going to start for a new different team every year and then like kind of get off to a decent start and then come back down to earth? Probably. Watch out probably. for that. Probably. Watch out for that the next couple of years. You have one hot season and everybody has faith in you and you ultimately let them down. <laughs> That's all it is. Yep. That's all it is. Uh, next game which I didn't see anything on or the highlights, but the Rams versus the Panthers. It seemed like the Rams were in control for the most part of the game, but it seems like they made it a game in the end, but the Rams pulled it out. Yeah, big thing in that game, uh, Christian McCaffrey had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, like he had uh, 128 rushing, 81 receiving, yep. uh, 29 total touches, a couple touchdowns rushing. Uh, Todd Gurley, 14 for 97. Uh, Jared Goff, pretty average numbers, 23 of 39 for 186 with a touchdown and interception. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's just one of those games for the Rams. You go, you know, you go east, you're in Carolina. Uh, long flight, time zone changes. You know, we always hear about that stuff. Uh, you know, I think you're just happy if you're a Rams fan, you came out of there with a win. Uh, against a team that should be pretty solid. So I think, you know, for the Rams, that's uh, probably a good W. Holy shit. McCaffrey had 29 touches. Yep. 19 carries for 128 and 10 catches for 81 yards. Holy smokes. He's not a big dude either. I hope they uh, find a way to spread the ball around a little more than that. Oh, he's not going to make it. That's a lot of touches. Yeah, it is. You look at Cam Newton's numbers, 25 of 38 for 239 and interception. Uh, Going to have to get him some more weapons. Yeah. Going to have to get him some Lord. weapons to throw the ball to. Well, yeah, so the Rams. Jeffrey is nice, though. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's, he's good. Very dope, though. Well, that's a pretty good win for the Rams. Yeah. That's an easy one. You can drop that, especially week one, going east. Yeah. Definitely could. So. All right, on to the next one. We have the Chiefs. Versus the, the Jags. Oh, man. I pretty much knew the Chiefs were going to win this going away. The uh, Jags made it competitive in the end somewhat, but they lose their starting quarterback, Nick Foles. He says a broken sh- collarbone. Yep, out indefinitely. Oh, boy. But So first half of the first game, your uh, quarterback that you signed, so, yeah, my prediction for the uh, Jaguars to win that division not looking too hot because it was mostly based on defense getting back to form, which I'm not going to take much away from the defense against the Chiefs. They do that to pretty much everybody. Right. Um, but 
you know, the uh, the addition of Nick Foles, which has now been experienced for less than a half of football. So um, that dude that came in for him, uh, Minshew, whatever his name is, never heard of him before. Kind of balled um, out, though. He had a pretty good game. <laughs> pretty good game. But, uh, wow, 22-25, to 275, two touchdowns and a pick. Hey, you'll take that, though. Yeah. You'll definitely take that. Uh, big one in there. Um, what's his name? Uh, Sammy Watkins. Huge numbers. Uh, he put up nine for 198 and three touchdowns. Yep. Nice game. <laughs> Going to see that quite a bit. Uh, Tyreek Hill did get hurt. I was just about to ask. Did something happen to him? Yeah, collarbone with him too, actually. Um, but they said they've taken him for further evaluation. They said it's not uh, the kind that's going to keep him out for – they said it's going to be a matter of weeks uh, for him, which is lucky for Kansas City because they just gave him a bunch of guaranteed money. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy looks like he uh, fit right into that system, which we knew he would. Um, so, yeah, Chiefs are good again. That offense is still explosive. So, no surprise, no surprise there. <laughs> All right, next game, my Colts versus the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers managed to finish them off in overtime. The game-winning touchdown. The Colts battled on the road. I was pretty proud of them for coming back. Uh, they were getting pretty handled, you know, throughout the game. I mean, it was semi-close, but they put together a tying drive. Take them into overtime. Phillip Rivers marches them down and closes out the show. I ain't mad at it, though. You know, Jacoby had a decent game. I don't think he uh, played badly. Man, I'm having malfunctions over here. It's just a crazy Monday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really sad, a low sad. energy Monday. <laughs> it's, it's a. <laughs> hey, yeah. It is what it is. Jacoby, uh, 21 to 27 for 190 and two touchdowns. So nothing, nothing crazy, but not you know, it's it's a good. Uh, we'll you know, take it's a it. solid day. Yeah, we'll it's a solid that. day. Marlon Mack, woo, woo, big, woo. big day for Marlon Mack. 25, 174, and a touchdown. Yeah, you can't be mad at this. You know, it's the Chargers. Chargers are going to be pretty good. You know, on the road. We'll take it. Yeah, where you can be mad is, uh, let me get to here, Adam Vinatieri, one of three on his field goals. Oh, my gosh. One of two for, on his extra points. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, you know, turned out to be the difference in the game. Yes, it did. So, and, that, you know, it's one of those unexpected things. You're talking about one of the most accurate, best kickers in the history of football. Um, so you definitely don't go into games thinking that he's going to be costing you anything. So I think if you're the Colts, I think you feel good about this game. You chalk that up to a fluke, and you realize that you just went to uh, Los Angeles. I still keep wanting to call him San Diego. Yeah. Uh, you went out to Los Angeles, and you played a team that everybody expects to you know, even contend for their own division and also be in the playoffs and stuff. Um, so, it, you know, you're playing a good team. You go out on the road. You go to overtime. You don't, you know, I feel like then you got to – if there's such thing as, uh, you know, those those – you know, mental wins or you, know, you just chalk it up as a, as a positive even though you lost, I would think that would be one of them if you're the Colts. Yeah. I think you got to feel pretty good about how that game went even though you lost. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can definitely take this one. You know, 
take something positive out of it. That's for sure. All right, on to the next one. Bengals and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, 21-20, Seahawks. Yep. Yeah, it's just a game. Found a way to win. <laughs> yep, found yep. a way to win. Good old Russell Wilson. I haven't seen the highlights of this game. I wanted to watch the highlights of all the games, but I was like, ah, not this time. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> My game didn't wasn't over until late last night. I was like, nah, not today. But uh, yeah, that's it on that one. Next game, Cowboys versus the Giants. Cowboys pretty much manhandled them for the most part, running up and down the field on them. Dak had a pretty good game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had a perfect quarterback rating. Duty, 25-32-405, four touchdowns, no INTs, not sacked at all. Hey, yep. I ain't mad at it. All right, Dak, you said, you know, give me the contract. I'm going to show you why you need me, though. <laughs> I yeah. ain't mad at you. Well, if he's going to do that, they're going to be a scary team because that defense is good. If they're going to open up the offense, I mean, again, nothing to – go crazy about you're playing the Giants you're supposed to do that to teams like the Giants uh, but you know yeah that they did what they're supposed to do I mean that's the only thing you can take away from certain teams there's nothing to go crazy about but you know when I even comparing it to just the Bears game and how that went um, when you're playing teams that are not as good as you it's not that you want to go crazy at the result when you do handle your business but the flip side of that is if you came out and played a close game against that team or kind of struggled to get that win, you may be able to take something from that because you're not doing what you are supposed to do to a team like that. So Dallas comes out, does exactly what they're supposed to do. Doesn't mean they're the best team in the league. Just means they handled their business. Congrats. Yeah. I wish I would have watched some of that game. I did see maybe portions of one of the quarters, but... Seems as if the Giants' defense is just horrible, though. Eli's numbers don't look terrible. It doesn't look like he cost them a game. Right. You know, one sack, you know, one touchdown, no INTs, 30 for 44, 300 yards. Saquon put up a buck 20-something. Seems like it's a defensive issue over there. So, I don't want to see Daniel Jones in the game just because he's in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see he's weird. in the game, but... Manning did have a fumble loss. Did he? Uh, Daniel Jones had a fumble loss, too. To be honest, uh, kind of weird. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they had, you know, a couple turnovers. But, yeah, just couldn't stop couldn't stop Dallas. That's all that was. That's all it was. So, we'll see how that goes moving forward as far as the quarterback battle on that. I'm sure they're going to eventually put in Daniel. You kind of have to. Yeah. Especially if their season starts to get away from them, which yeah. everyone expects it to. Mm-hmm. You drafted that guy for a reason. You gotta, you gotta get him in the game at some point. Later, later in the year. Yeah. All right. Next game. I'm sure uh, regular Stevens got a couple chuckles out of the Lions versus the Cardinals, who managed to have a tie at the yeah. end. And I did not know that actually. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, and just a weird. Lions were up by 18 in the fourth quarter. So, I think the biggest thing for me to take away from that is just Matt Patricia, uh, you know, you got to get it going. You're coming in against a first-year quarterback, a team that's not supposed to be good. It is on the road, but, man, 
You were a defensive coordinator in New England. You're a defensive guy. Anytime you have a lead by like that late in the game and you let you know a guy playing in his first game come, I mean, it's just that just can't happen. It just can't happen. But that tells me a little bit about the Lions are what I expect them to be. I mean, it's just... It's kind of sad. It is kind of. You expect... You know, I just don't understand why the Lions, they keep bringing in new coaches, new coaches, new coaches, and it just always looks the same. It just always looks the same. Yeah. It's just one of those franchises, man. They just... Can't get out of their own way. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> you know. It's like, honestly, for my buddy Isaiah, like, I... You know, it would be at the expense of the Bears, but if for somehow the Bears and the Lions were both good, I'd be super happy for him, as long as it didn't cost the Bears anything. Right, of course. So, like, it'd be super cool. The Lions are the team I least, you know, hate in the division. You know, as far as, you know, Packers, Vikings, Lions. I, I right. you know, I have the least amount of feelings, but that's probably because they've not really been good. Kind of felt sorry for them. Sure. Because <laughs> they, well, and they've always been at the bottom with the Bears. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and act like the Bears have been some dynasty. Right. Uh, most of my life, the Bears haven't been very good either. But, uh... You know, it'd be cool to see the Lions just, you know, they, they do have fans <laughs> that are lifelong fans. And, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. they just can't, they just can't get it. And, it, you know, you start off, you know, with a with a tie, which feels like a loss when you're up 18 and you're playing so well. the Cardinals. I know so well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks for them. But, uh, yeah. But somewhat first, of first a tie of the year. It's a victory for Kyler Murray, though. I would give him that. Even though it's... He's had his welcome to the NFL moments for sure, getting sacked five times. Yeah. Throwing 54 times in your first game. That's pretty crazy. There's one play you got to see in there. Um, Murray's scrambling around, uh-huh. and then he throws a ball across the field to Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Larry dives for it, but it was a beautiful ball. Was it? Yeah, so watch. make sure you watch the highlights on that game because it was uh, – he does some things where you can see why he was so electric in college and you can see why a team would be willing to take him first and take a chance on him because there's definitely some arm talent there. Uh-huh. He's real wiggly uh, in the you know in the pocket. Um, if they can get some weapons around him, you can see how, how there's some potential there for him to be really good. That's what's up. I'm going to check him out. I'll probably further expound on him and some of these other games on Thursday when we do our other show yeah. and preview week two. But, yeah, interesting game. Damn, Matthew Stafford. I know he's pissed. Perfect game, damn near. <laughs> Still. Yeah, and he's had a good career. It's just yeah. not nothing to show for it. Man. When they're changing coaches, do they change the GM too? Or whoever's evaluating their talent? Because they're not very good at that. Well, that's the thing that the Bears always had the problem was, was, okay, you pick a GM, but you're not very good at picking those either. So they're, now you're hiring a guy who's then hiring coaches, and you pick the GM that's – inept or just not good at evaluating that kind of stuff and then yeah the result is they choose coaches or whatever coordinators uh players you know all that kind of stuff and the, so it starts at the top and that's why i always just say with the bears it's ownership yeah it's ownership yeah. you know there's certain franchises that have had the same ownership too you look at the steelers you talk about the patriots they make good decisions and they're always good for a reason because you know the patriots have lost a million coordinators you know They've lost all kinds of players, but they still just find ways to replace them. They're obviously very good at evaluating, and right. you know that starts at the top. So the Lions, I'm guessing, same kind of problem as the Bears. Just whoever's making the decision for the guys that make decisions, you know, it, just, it starts. It's a trickle down. So they just, I don't know. It, ownership probably won't change. So you just wonder if it'll ever, if it'll ever be different. Mm, that's, 
It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sad. All right, last but not least, uh, the 49ers and the Bucks. Really didn't see anything on this, but uh, the Niners pull out the victory 31-17. Uh, Garoppolo had an okay game, it seemed like. Let's check the stats just a minute ago. But, yeah, 18 for 27. Yeah. What is that, 166 yards? Yeah, very, very pedestrian. Very pedestrian, yeah. Jameis Winston, three interceptions. Not good. Yeah. One of them was a pick six to Richard Sherman, which uh, you showed me a stat yesterday. Oh, what was it? Richard Sherman's oh, interception yeah. was the first one by a 49ers corner since 2017, yeah. which is pretty mind-blowing. That is It's pretty mind-blowing. Mind <laughs> that tells you where that defense went. So that's two seasons or three seasons? To probably, it was probably in the 2017, so it could be, you know, depending on when it was in that season, it could yeah. be almost two, four years. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's wild. But so. congratulations to the Niners coming out with a week one victory. I know you picked the Bucks to be maybe one of your top five going to worst yep. to first. Yep. And it all hinged Not a good on start. that Winston guy. <laughs> it does hinge on him, and if he's going to yeah. do that. Mm, not feeling it. Nope. <laughs> not feeling it. All right, well, that wraps up our, our week one wrap-up of all the teams other than our teams and the Monday night games, which we have. Uh, we'll probably expound on those on Thursday if they're of anything notable out yeah. of them. Who have we got? Uh, you got the Saints and the Texans, yeah, um, and then the Broncos and the Raiders. Okay, which um, one is first? Uh, the Saints and the Texans is first, and then yes. you get Broncos, Raiders at the late game. Okay. Um, the only thing I'm interested to see, I guess, is just – uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see how the Broncos look with Fangio, uh, see how that defense looks. And I am actually interested to see how the Raiders, after all this Antonio Brown, the only thing anybody's ever talked about is Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how the Raiders come out and look. Uh, it's year two under Gruden. You would assume maybe some improvements, some things are starting to get a little bit better. But it's hard to tell because the only thing I've ever heard about is Antonio Brown, um, who is no longer with the Raiders, which is one of the other big stories. Um, that happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, Antonio Brown got his release. Um, and it sounds like he was trying to do that. He was trying to accelerate that, uh, that release because he wanted out of there. He probably saw it as a dumpster fire, whatever. The dude's nuts. It's hard to tell where the motivation came from. But he's gone, and he's now with the Patriots. Um, he'll suit up probably week two. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I am interested to see how the Raiders, uh, how the Raiders look. Just... Because all we've heard about is Antonio Brown. It's like, well, there has to be something else going on in practice. Right. I assume that game is going to be kind of boring, though. Probably. To be honest, the first game is going to be probably some fireworks going on. Saints and the Texans. Yeah. Two exciting quarterbacks. A lot of weapons on that Saints offense. Uh, I wouldn't say the same for, you know. The Texans, besides their quarterback and their number one wide receiver, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I want to see how that offensive line holds up, see if that boy can be protected. That's a big thing. You know, I'm picking the Colts to win the division. I still want to see how those Texan boys look. So, yeah, we'll see. But I'm excited for that game, though. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back on Balls Don't Lie, we'll get more in depth on our uh, – Sad Thursday night and Sunday night of football. Six points. (laughs) We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. (laughs) Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. 
Uh, we just covered week one in all its uh, glory, <laughs> I guess. And now we're going to talk about our teams and their deplorable, awful, mind-blowing, horrible performances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll let you go since yours was on Thursday. No, hold on. I don't want to say nothing yet about these football games. Yesterday, we kind of had a great time, though, didn't we? Yeah. We barbecued out and everything. Yep. Had some good veggie burgers, homemade to be exact. Yep. Cook. Everybody had something that they wanted. You know, we had regular burgers. We had veggie burgers. Salmon. We had some salmon out shrimp, here. Some chicken. Scrimps. There was chicken yeah, on the grill. Chicken. We had everything. Yep. My cousin came through. And we all just had fun yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah. And then it ends how it ended. But, okay, we're going to rewind and go back to Thursday now. Now you can jump into. Well, yeah. see, <laughs> see, now I'd kind of gotten over it. <laughs> and now I'm just, I'm almost more angry now than I was a couple days ago. Because after seeing some of these teams, all we got to hear about this week is going to be how great the Chiefs were, how great the Patriots are. Yeah. How it's just, oh, shut uh, uh. Yeah. So now, I, that's the only reason I wish the Bears just didn't look as bad as they did. I could have handled the loss. Mm-hmm. But to look like they did, which was horrible, they come out, defense is flying around. That's the one takeaway from the game. Defense looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, At least you have a good yeah. <laughs> I guess the biggest thing for me, and, and I was one of the people during the preseason that I was all on board with sitting everybody for the preseason. I really was. Uh, because I, it's hard for me just to, the risk reward doesn't seem to be worth it when you're talking about possibly losing guys to season ending injuries during the preseason. Right. So I totally understand sitting guys out. But what I will say is it looks pretty evident that at least in the Bears case, and I mean, it's hard to quantify what they would have looked like in that game had they played some in the preseason, but they sure looked like it was their first time playing a football game together. Absolutely. I mean, the whole offense just looked absolutely disjointed. Penalties, which usually is a sign of not playing, you know, being out of sync, being out of rhythm, being rusty. You know, just certain penalties that they were, you know, accruing. Last year, they led the league in uh, holding calls, the fewest amount of holding calls on the offensive line. Or maybe it's just total offense. Uh, And they had like 12 all year. And I think in that game, they had at least five holding calls. Um, So penalties really shot them in the foot. They had a hard time getting anything going. But when they did, it was always penalties that just kind of killed it. Or, you know, in the case of the, towards the end of the game, it was Trubisky's interception. But that was the first time they'd even been close to the, you know, end zone. I mean, they, they, the play, I just, I don't even know how to put words to it. It was just so mind-blowing. Trubisky looked horrible, but to be honest with you, the play calling was worse. Yeah. <laughs> they, they abandoned the run. Fast. Very quickly. Um, you know, and Nagy sits there and he's like, well, you know, we have to go back and look and kind of see how that happened. And it's because you're calling the plays, man. What do you mean? How did it happen? How, you made it happen. You're the one that calls the plays. Right. Instead of having a playbook in week one, and this is what something I heard on the NFL Network, so I can't really take credit for this thought. But one of the things that uh, it was actually Jim Miller 
Um, and he's a former Bears quarterback. And he was talking about how uh, the Patriots are one of those teams where they're not putting in their full offense. That's why they're, you know, they're one of those teams where if you're going to beat them, you might want to beat them early. Early, yeah. Because they don't even put in their full offense until a little bit later in the season as the season goes on. They see what they have to work with and they try to implement things. The Bears, to me, look like a team that tried to put in, let's just, I don't know the exact number of plays. I'm sure there's tons, but we'll just say a number. Let's say they have 200 plays in the playbook, which I'm sure isn't anywhere close to accurate, but we'll just, for the sake of this, 200 plays. They look like a team that tried to put in all 200 plays, and then that was their play sheet when maybe in week one, you just put in 100 of those plays, get those 100 plays down, because they didn't look like they were doing anything on any of them. None of it looked good. It looked like the playbook was too big or something. I, I, it's hard to put my finger on, but it just, it was just horrible. Cute. That's, yeah. That's always the word I come back to. On third and one, two times, just some play calls that just didn't seem to make any sense to me. Like I said, it was too cute. I mean, it's just the whole thing. It was just, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how to put words to it. When I was watching it, I went from excited to just actually dumbfounded at what I was watching. Yeah. Because it just, I kept thinking, okay, this got to knock the rust off. Tough first half. We'll come back in the second half. Things will look better. It just was horrible. It didn't look better. It just looked like the whole game, like they just couldn't. I don't know, man. I, I don't even. Again, it's, yeah. I, I'm serious. It's hard because on a podcast, the whole point is to put, you know, talk, and I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I just don't know how to explain what I watched that game. I really don't. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's tough. I mean, I think you know, it's kind of the same thing between both our teams. They're starting to become the new NFL. Like third and one, run the fucking football. Yes, run it, please. Line up. You don't have to be in shotgun. You don't have to make them think you're doing a whole bunch of different things. Run the damn ball. Put your man under center. Turn around, hand the ball to him. You should be able to push off, you know, a one yard. You should be able to get a yard. Yeah, get a yard. And if you can't, it. you don't deserve it anyway. Right. But you should be able to do it. At least you tried it the right way if you don't. You know, people get stuff sometimes. Sure. You know what I mean? But it also gives you an opportunity to actually run a correct play action play if you really want to throw the ball turn your back to the, the line make them think you're going to hand it off do the Tom Brady thing that's yeah. all they did to us last night but everybody wants to be in shotgun spread it out you know we don't believe you on third and one <laughs> you're still right. going to try to run the ball this is, I, I just don't understand why people think that works because it really doesn't it well, doesn't work well and on <laughs> one of those the Bears didn't try to run the ball you had David Montgomery in the backfield, who's coming out of college. What he's known for is breaking tackles. So what do they do? They do a little play action to him, but then it's just like a little bootleg out to the left for Trubisky, and there's only two options over there, and neither of them are open, so he ends up taking a sack. Right. That's not on Trubisky. It's a play call. That's a horrible play call. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. And if you're supposed to roll out, roll out to your strong side. Right. Not, not to the... <laughs> so... You know, and and after the game again, Nagy, you know, talked about yeah, we uh, on third and one, you have to be able to get third and one, and we didn't do that, and I know why we didn't do it, and it's not going to happen again. And again, the answer is the reason why is because you. Right. I will say though, the offensive line was horrible. 
they were horrible in run blocking and they were horrible in pass protection. I mean, like, you know, I'm sitting here talking about, uh, you know, Zadarius Smith, my guy from Kentucky on, on Green Bay mm-hmm. and, and how I'm happy for him and all that stuff. But they made that defensive line look like they were just, you know, the Bears made it. Fun. They, that was just absolutely, it was just bad. And again, that goes to me, all I can go back to is continuity. And a couple of them were just completely missed assignments where you got a guy coming straight through the line, blowing up your play. Yeah. It was just a misassignment. It wasn't that he beat him. It was no one was there to block him. Right. So continuity to me, I guess if I'm looking at the preseason and thinking, well, what can you get out of the preseason? You know, every, every former player that I hear on NFL Network or whatever says, no matter what you do in practice, you cannot simulate game speed. You cannot simulate game reps in practice, no matter how hard you try, no matter how real you want to make it. You cannot simulate it. Very true. So when you get out there and you see stuff like this, even though I was a proponent of sitting guys in the preseason to avoid injuries, if this is what it looks like because of that, maybe it's not the right way to go. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to second guess. Hindsight's 2020, but it just it looked like a team that hadn't played together in a really long time, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, week one. That's what I always come back to is week one. Hopefully now they got, you know, some tape on them. They can go back and study and know what the hell they did wrong, even though they probably already know that. But, yeah, you got to block better up front. Trubisky looked like he was very skittish back there. Yeah. He didn't really keep his eyes downfield when the, the, the line collapsed. He was just ready to run. So... He didn't look like he had confidence in his throws. And you can see when he has confidence in where he's throwing the ball or whether it's a play call or whatever, he can make some good throws. Mm -hmm. The talent's there, but you can also tell when he doesn't have confidence in where he's throwing the ball, it doesn't look that good. And the result usually isn't that good. I guess the only other thing I'll say about the Bears, because I don't want to make too much out of it, they lost in week one. Last year they lost week one to Green Bay, blew that game. Uh, went on 12 and 4 to win the division. The only thing I'll say about the offense is I'm just holding on to the idea that that was just an aberration. That was a fluke because they didn't look that bad at any point last season on offense. I mean, so I, I, I can't sit here and think to myself, well, the offense is terrible now. Mm-hmm. It can't be like that. I mean, that that is just not, that has to be just a one game thing. It has to be. Because otherwise, what the hell have they been doing? You're, all you hear in the offseason, Trubisky's making strides. Offense looks great. You've added weapons. You've added Montgomery. All these things. Uh, offensive line, continuity. Everybody's back. That's all you've been hearing. So for it to come out and look that bad, it, it just doesn't really make any sense. So it's got to be a one-game thing. They, they, I, I have confidence they'll fix it and they'll be fine moving forward. But it was just embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I have faith in both of our teams regardless, you know. Week one, like I said, wild shit happens. People don't really have a game plan to go off of, you know, as far as scheming for the other team. Even though the Steelers think they had a game plan because they used it last year and thought it was going to work on the champions. Dumbass shit right there. Excuse me, I ain't cussed this much in a long time. <laughs> Anyways. 33-3. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we'll transition to the Steelers game last night. And uh, it was just completely awful. Listen, it started out perfect. 
You defer at the kickoff. Ooh, we're going to put the defense that we think can handle these boys out here. Get them off on the first possession. We get up and do nothing on offense. Okay. Let, let them get back on the field. I think they scored. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. We get back on the field, do nothing. They get back on the field, score a kick, uh, field goal, I believe. We get back on the field and do nothing. So as you can tell, <laughs> a lot of nothing. the theme is a whole bunch of nothing. Yep. Listen, we have a lot of weapons, or at least we think we did. Dante Moncrief, my brother. You need some stick em. Do you need stick em on your gloves? I mean, gloves, I've had them on before. It's hard as shit to drop a ball. Yes, you have to almost hard try to hell. drop a damn ball. You managed to drop three of them. Of course, they were contested. At least two of them were. That, that, that fourth down one you dropped, that's easy pitch and catch right there. Yep. You should never drop that. I just don't understand that. Ten targets, only three catches, three drops, and only seven yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful Ooh. that is awful now I hope you got it out of your system hopefully that's just you know the week one jitters you're in Foxborough against the Patriots they just celebrated you know the championship had the ceremony and everything maybe it was too much for you but trust me if this season goes the way it should go that should be <laughs> You should have big more, more big moments that you have to live up to. You can't perform like that under those circumstances. Ben Roethlisberger, hey, you might have got sacked one time, but you looked like you were in constant danger. How you were, <coughs> you just didn't look comfortable back there. You looked very skittish, not necessarily wanting to run, but you were just, mm. You look like you didn't see anything open, and that might have been the case. The Patriots secondary is very good, one of the tops in the league. I'll give them that, but still, man, come on, dude. We scored three points. Three. Three points. All right, defense, 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 defense. First of all, we drafted Devin Bush. He didn't even start, okay? I don't know why. They thought Mark Barron was more fit for this. They had him chasing around little uh, James White, who's a great receiver out of the backfield. But why wouldn't you have the guy that you had, you know, drafted, who's supposed to be the speedy guy who can cover, you know, tight ends and, and running backs out of the backfield? I don't understand what the game plan was there, but obviously that shit didn't work. Um, what else? Hmm. We got to play man coverage against Tom Brady, apparently. Yes, you have to be able to play man coverage, but every single time, that's not the recipe. You have to mix it up. You have to disguise things, but the Patriots have their ways of <laughs> making you blow your coverage. Motion in that guy. That one play uh, had James White out of the receiver position they motioned him all the way back into the backfield it exposed mark Barron as in the man coverage sucked him back into the middle of the field and he just ran the ball right where he came from <laughs> it was like man that's the most genius play they only got like five yards but that five yards gave him the, the first down mm -hmm. you know it's little stuff like that that their offense pulls out of you but our safety cam kelly uh he's our backup sean davis is injured 
Cam Kelly is from the CFL. He blew many coverages last night. The, the long bomb to, was it Gordon? Uh, I think it was either Gordon or Dorsett. But he was just, it was an obvious two-man uh, cover. What do you call it? Cover two. Cover two. Thank you. Thank you. And he was just sitting there in the middle of the field. He got sucked in off the play fake. Like, why? You're a safety. Your whole job is to make sure nothing goes behind you. Little stuff like that, you know, that looks like our defense a couple years ago. We had an issue with letting the big play happen. Last year, we covered that up. We really never had big plays. You either had to beat us, beat us, chunk you all the way down the field, you know, or something like that. But the big plays, we allowed at least four, four very big plays. They hit us with the flea flicker, son. Yep. They usually don't pull that out until late in the season. Yep. They pulled it out, I think it was the second series. <laughs> yep. Yep, second series, they hit us with the flea flicker. But, you know, I guess you can't really say much about that. They get somebody every year with that. I guess, but it was just overall terrible. 33-3 to first week. All the hype that we had. I thought we were going to win. If you're going to get the Patriots, week one. Yep. You know, at least, you know, first quarter of the season, put it that way. That's when they usually, like you said, don't pull out the full playbook. They're still trying to gel and figure out what they have. They're not pulling out all the stops, the flea flickers and all that. But I guess they said, nah. And I guess we left a bad taste in about last year. We did beat them week 15 or something like that. They only scored 10 points on us. But our coaching staff thought all that shit was going to work again. Toss sweep. Didn't work. Toss sweep. Didn't work. Oh, I have a great idea. Let's do uh, three more toss sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> Don't work. You can't run the same stuff on a championship team with a head coach named Bill Belichick. Yep. He's the master of this. He's going to take away your best option who ours was. I think they really didn't try to take away Juju. I think they just had him singled up. They took away Connor. That's who they was going to do. And then they did a good job of that. But they're going to take away your best players, and you got to beat them with them secondary guys. Our secondary guys did nothing. Ben overthrew probably four or five people downfield trying to do the long pass. I hate that. Third and ten... Yeah. Why do you throw 40 yards down the field? Right. right. I hate that. I hate it. He landed it one time. But yeah, you it better was, hit that guy. It was too late. You know what I'm saying? I can see if it's a crossing deep route, but when you're trying to fit it over the top, sideline pass, it's already highly difficult regardless. But if you're trying to get a first down, right. that's, that tells me you're absolutely terrified of the Patriots. You feel like you got to do the most desperate things and hoping they work. Instead of just working down the field, you know, systematically, like they do you most of the, the game. Ben is a veteran. He shouldn't feel that way against the Patriots. He just shouldn't. Play calling. I don't know, man. Deer in headlights, bro. That's all it was. It was the stage was too big, I think. Yeah, and that's a that was my takeaway. I watched, like I told you, I watched pretty much first half. And yeah. the biggest thing that stood out to me. You're never going to beat the Patriots if you can't get pressure on Tom Brady. It's just not going to happen. You guys had five quarterback hits. Uh, one sack came late in the game. But, you know, if he's got time back there, it's there's not much you're going to be able to do. Yep. Um, 
I do want to give a little credit to Brady. I mean, I, there was a couple things you start to notice why this guy's been so good for so long. Um, in the first half, one of his uh, uh, touchdown passes to Dorsett. Uh, I don't remember what yard. They were in the red zone, but they showed the replay where he, he's looking to the left the whole time. He gets the safety, I think it was Edmonds, to just take one step. And as soon as he takes that one step to his right, he hits him and he's already, he missed him. It's beautiful. It's just like those little things, that, it's stuff like that where I'm looking like at Trubisky, like, are you looking any safeties off? Are you, are you doing these things? Because this is what it takes. That's just, he needed one step the wrong direction. And he knew that that's give him enough time to fit, fit that ball in there. Yeah. And just for him, I mean, just to keep doing this at his age, the way he's throwing the ball, it, it is pretty amazing. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But uh, Patriots come out looking sharp. Makes me feel bad. It's just, it's, it just feels like it's destined to be more of the same. I, every year, it's like I'm just sitting here, are the Patriots ever going to be done with this? And then they come out looking sharper than they did the last season. Yeah. And that's frustrating. <laughs> it's just like, man, you guys go away already? They're just so good. And that's what you're saying to the game plan. Uh, you know, you're not going to come out and do that against, against the Patriots. They're just too smart. They're too smart with what they do. They're too well prepared. Uh, if that defense is as good as it looked last night, which, again, we'll find out. You know, we, I'm sitting here saying the same thing about the Packers. If that defense is as good as what Bears made them look, then some people are in some trouble. Because yeah. everybody's not going to be able to bottle up Rodgers the way the Bears did. So, you know, and the same thing with the Patriots. If that defense is as good as it looked last night, this league's in trouble because people aren't just going to be able to stop Brady and all those weapons that they got, especially you're adding Antonio Brown. It could be dangerous for the league. I mean, so we'll see moving forward, not to overreact to week one, but uh, I think it's safe to say the Patriots are really good again. I mean, I don't know what to say about the Bears and Steelers, but there's a couple teams where you can look and go, okay, yeah, they're, they're the exact same they were last year. You look at the Chiefs uh, putting up 40 on the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're that same explosive offense, and we didn't expect that to go away. Um, but I think that's the some of the takeaways that I would I would take from week one is just um, Bears-Steelers come out flat, and then the teams that have been the best teams the last couple of years came out and handled business the same way they always do. And you're looking at the Bears and Steelers trying to get to that same level, and they're not there as of week one. A good thing it's a long season. Great thing it's a long season. You know, I, this loss was horrible, but it was to the Patriots. It was definitely to the Patriots, and I'm not going to be. I'm not super mad at it. I'm only mad because I watch every Steelers game and I see patterns. You know, <laughs> they never ran a toss sweep against anybody last year. It just didn't. They didn't do it. They pulled it out against the Patriots. That's how you beat the Patriots. You have to be, you know what I mean, left field almost. You can't pull out something they can game plan for. So right. trying to run, it just, I hate stupidity, dude. <laughs> it is what it is, though. But both of our teams are still going to be vying for playoff positions and everything, I believe. Uh, I still think the Bears are going to win the division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, as bad as that game was, they easily could have won that game. We're not even talking about this. If Trubisky doesn't throw an interception in the end zone, yeah, yeah, we might not be talking about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're still talking about how bad it looked, but if they get the win there, some figure out a way to scrape that thing out, 
we're not having the same kind of conversation. It's just, okay, that looked horrible, but we won. It's just the worst, because I sit here all all this leading up to the season, sitting here talking about what well, the Bears aren't going to give games away. Right. This year's going to be different. The Bears aren't going to give games away. And that was an opportunity for them to come out and make a statement, because the defense did what it did. All the offense had to do was score. I mean, you just put two drives together. You win that game. Mm-hmm. Two drives, and you win the game. Yeah. And as bad as it was, they had a chance with two minutes to go to tie that game and send it to you know possibly overtime if Rodgers doesn't come down and do what Aaron Rodgers does. Um, but they had a chance to tie it at 10. Um, Nagy's got to stop trying to be the smartest guy and show everybody how smart he is. And he talks the whole time, he's talking about, uh, you know, don't let this moment get too big. You know, it's the first game of the season. It's getting really hyped. Everybody's excited, blah, 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 national TV. Um, you got to stop trying to look like the smartest guy in the in the world. Yeah. Like, just, just come out here, run some plays, do what you know your team can do. And he'll say, you know, all the right things. It's whatever. But it just seems like he gets himself in some positions where he just tries to outsmart everybody and just look how smart and look how creative and I'm the offensive guru. And, well, your offense just put up three points on, uh, you know, <laughs> on national TV and, you know, <laughs> whatever. Just, but, yeah, I think moving forward. Big game, though. Now, now you know, looking forward, and we'll talk more about this on the next show, but mm-hmm. – um, these next two games for our teams actually become really big games now. Very you know, you guys got the Seahawks at home, and then you know we go to Denver and play the Broncos and our ex defensive coordinator. Who, if anybody's gonna know how to shut down Trubisky, um, aside from Green Bay, apparently, uh, it's gonna be Fangio. Yeah, he's been with them. He knows exactly what this offense does. He doesn't. There's no tape that he needs to look at. That he's he's seen it. He's, he knows what it is. Um, so now all of a sudden this becomes a really big game, and same thing for you guys because uh, you don't you just can't start 0 and 2. You put yourself in a position where there's just there's such little room for error if you start 0 and 2. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, keep your eye on our offensive coordinator, man. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna last yeah. <laughs> after this season if things don't turn around. Listen, we uh, fired Todd Haley a couple years ago. Ty Haley is what saved Ben's career. I don't know for whatever reason that they kind of fell out, but Ty Haley had this offense clicking. It was super balanced. They ran like they should have, you know, a lot of power. Their specialty has always been the counter traps. They love counter traps. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, I haven't seen it forever. Randy Figner was his uh, quarterback's coach, the guy that makes him comfortable. I... That isn't always a good thing, though. Yeah. I think Ben has too much input on this offense. That's why he's in shotgun too much. Right. So keep your eye out on that, and then keep your eye out on, uh, eye out on uh, Dante Moncrief being on this roster for long. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we'll see. But week one, you know, a letdown. A lot of football left. Still optimistic about the season. We both have pretty good teams, I think. We should do some damage this year. Big week two for both of them. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited for next week though. What I'm time excited too game? to get some redemption. It's the afternoon game. The one uh, four four twenty five. Okay. There's only three four twenty five uh, slots. Okay. There's only three games at that time slot. Yeah. So all the games are at one o'clock. Uh, then obviously you get to Sunday and the Monday game, uh, Monday night and Sunday night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be on TV. That's the exciting thing for me because uh, it's on Fox and the Colts play at one. Um, on CBS, so with yeah. only the three Fox or the three games in the afternoon, I know there'll be uh, a local game, so they'll be on TV. Okay, 
I'll probably be at the bar watching the Steelers game. Yeah, you guys have one o'clock game, right? One o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I just got some news that I might not be able to go down and think about it. Just oh, yeah. thought about that. Hmm. We'll uh -oh. see. Yeah. <laughs> uh -oh. I just thought about that. Man. Okay. We'll figure that out, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Disappointing week. That's, yeah. This Hopefully, this is the last... <laughs> <laughs> last, last show like this. Last show to sound. The energy like is gonna sound like it's down because it is. Yeah, it is. That was depressing, man. It, it really weird. was. That was not <laughs> what either of us expected. Oh. And, and you know, you can say it's being a homer. You can say whatever you want. But look, everybody thought the Bears were gonna be good. Yeah. Most people's picks were for the Bears in that game. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks the Steelers are gonna be good. Every single division winner pick I saw from any expert has Steelers winning division. So regardless of people thought they were going to come into Foxborough and win that game, nobody thought that game was going to be 33-3. to Nope. Nobody. So just really, when your teams come out flat and you're so excited for the beginning of the season to get started, that's when excitement's at the highest because anything's possible. Uh, so for both teams to come out and score a field goal apiece, uh, really disappointing. So it kind of took the air out of the weekend as far as being excited for football being back. For me, just because... I was just still grumpy about the Bears scoring three points. So, it, you know, just kind of whatever. But as is life in the NFL, yeah. next week's a new week. <laughs> on to the Broncos, <laughs> on to the Seahawks for you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit better uh, energy next Monday or when we're recording to. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. It could get worse. If we start off 0-2. It could. It could we might it. have a canceled I don't show. Think it's gonna be, I don't think it's going to be sad, though. I think it's going to be angry and fiery. It will be. It will move to more it's anger. Gonna, it's going to yeah. be a lot of these. What? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Matter of fact, hold on. I got to call somebody real quick. Hold on. Pittsburgh Steelers. May I help you? Hey, yeah, this is a, 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 a fan. Uh, can I talk to Mike Tomlin? Uh, hold on for a second. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this is Mike. Yeah, this is, uh, a fan. Get your shit together, son. Get your shit together, son. If you don't fire Dante Moncrief this week, I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to see you. Matter of fact, go bring back Martavius Bryant. I know he got a blunt in his hand, but still, we'll use him over Dante Moncrief, please. All right? Thank you. <laughs> and that ends our show today. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got to get that fan to call into our show sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we'll end the show right there. Like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with the Z. I was rather active yesterday. I don't know if you got on there. But um, wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a question. I checked our iTunes. We don't have any questions. So y'all not rocking with us right now. And I need you to hop on board, please. Regular Steven. What do the balls say? Balls don't lie. No. Neither do I. Not really. <laughs> Neither does this guy. No. Not really. <laughs> And that's it, guys. <laughs> Later, dudes. I holla. <laughs> <laughs>